welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 7, Episode 6, The Walking Dead. The original air date for this episode was October 21st, 1991. It was directed by Michael Priest, and it was written by Mark Rogers. This is his only MacGyver. Mm -hmm. Um, He has a lot of TV credits, and the last two were Baywatch Nights episodes. Oh, Baywatch Nights. Yeah. And this is kind of the de facto uh, Halloween episode, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, oh Um, yeah. I mean, like pretty much all of Baywatch Nights was just like one endless Halloween special of Baywatch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that whole series was a Halloween special. Um, Yeah, but why don't we describe this episode in brief? Well, in this episode, we have basically the plot of Live and Let Die. Um, right. We have uh, Baron Somdi, uh, who's got the Haitian people of Little Haiti kind of wound up and in, uh, afraid of his power and kind of gotten them, like, to... Controlling them in a way of, like, mob protection. And yeah. MacGyver gets involved when uh, a friend of his is kidnapped by the group. Right. Um, and we start... Um, at like a corner store, right? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. it's like a Haitian festival is going on, and right. MacGyver gets like accosted by these weird dancers, and he's just got the goofiest look on yeah. his face. Like he's oh. totally into it. <laughs> um, and I guess like I guess the implication is that uh, either wherever he was playing hockey, because he's got his hockey gear, right. uh, or where he lives is Little Haiti. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, well, that we, makes sense because he's right next door to Haitian Creations, where Mama Lorraine works. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, so he's like stopping in like a convenience store. Everyone knows him, so yeah. So he's there a lot, clearly, including uh, this girl that's about to be abducted. Correct. So, uh, uh, inside this convenience store, uh, a gentleman, Concasseur. I'm, I'm going to say that's how his name because I don't that ever. Right. I don't even think that they really ever say his name. Yeah, um, it's he, just on the IMDb credits. Yeah. Um, he's hassling Denise, who's a local store owner, um, and whose niece, Shireen, uh, is trying to defend her because basically Concasseur is asking for protection money. Right. And uh, Concasseur here is played by uh, Thomas McCall Ford, who played Tommy Strawn on 132 episodes of Martin. Yeah. It's like, that's, a, that's, like, that's literally the only thing I recognize him from. It's definitely his biggest credit on yeah, that. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, people always like, it's like, Richard, you watch Martin? It's like, yeah, I kind of watch Martin. <laughs> yeah, everybody watched Martin, whether or not they want to admit it. Yeah, it was just, it was just the 90s thing to do. <laughs> uh, Denise uh, is played by Emily Yancey, and although she's only really in the beginning and the end of this episode as the button, um, yeah. I thought it was funny since Mama Lorraine is plays one night that she was also in The Abyss, just as, oh, that's funny. I didn't even notice that credit. Yeah, she's just accredited as reporter. So, oh, that's um, funny. I'm not even. I can't even really, like those. May, some of the reporter scenes were actually cut from the theatrical cut. Uh, so she might not even be in the movie. Correct. <laughs> she's only on like the DVD or the Blu-ray. Yeah, exactly. Like, cause um, uh, I don't know if you've seen the ex- the extended cut of The Abyss. Uh-uh. They there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in it. Um, <laughs> in in which the underwater beings uh spoiler alert uh create a gigantic tidal wave that's worldwide like what like the the coasts of every continent is about to be enveloped by like a 200 foot wave uh and like 
and it just stops like right at the coast, like hanging in the air. Yeah. Uh, and like there's like of course reporters all over the place. Yeah. So I'm assuming she's one of those reporters. Yeah, one of those those reporters that you always see in movies that are right on the brink of where a disaster is about to happen. Yeah, because because they got it. Someone has to be in the field. Right. But usually it's about risking your life, not blatant suicide. Yeah. <laughs> in the case of a 200 foot tidal wave. Yeah. Like behind me is my inevitable doom. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> For my funeral. Or don't. I won't care. <laughs> I no longer have a vested interest in this program. Uh, so Shireen is uh, heading out to a protest. So the, like, Concasur uh, is already, like, upset because there's all these protest signs. In right, the... but they're so, like, vague and, like, it's just, um, it's like... I think one of them just is, like, down with dictators or something like yeah. that. And, and he's just like, these are very upsetting signs. And it's like, what? Are you admitting you're a dictator? <laughs> yeah, or it's like free Haiti, like 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 yeah. free Tibet. It's just like, it's like uh, these aren't these aren't dis- <laughs> these aren't disappointing. These are just good good natured signs. Yeah. Uh, so as they they immediately kidnap her, and obviously like you know Denise is uh, you know like Shireen is like screaming for help, and everyone just walks away. Yeah. Like all of the other like Haitian uh, people outside who were just partying recently, just kind of turn around and don't look at it and uh yeah as the car drives off they toss a, a voodoo doll out onto the uh, sidewalk as a warning right. and and macgyver hears the screaming and it seems like he should have heard it sooner than he does yeah but he eventually reacts to it and runs outside and he collects this voodoo doll or actually she collects the voodoo doll right the woman who runs the store collects the voodoo doll um because then she eventually gives it to MacGyver. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So she yeah. she she must uh, she must take it, or yeah. or I don't actually think we see like we don't see the picking up of it. Um, right. It's just like the voodoo doll hits the ground, and then the next scene, MacGyver it's, asks it's, for it. Yeah. Yeah. Hours later, when the police are there. Yeah, and we get the return of uh, Sergeant Rudley. Right. Yeah. Uh, John John Hostetter as, and again, like they never make the correction that Sergeant Lee Sergeant Rudley. With with his correction of his name, yeah, uh, and this is his second and last appearance yeah. on the show. I'm I'm sure that they I'm sure like they intended him to be like the beat cop of MacGyver's new neighborhood. Yeah, and it just didn't work out. Well, I'm surprised that Kelly didn't factor into anything else yet. Like, yeah, or, she seemed like less than a one-off character. But Mama Lorraine is the one that stuck from the first episode. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you know, and we won't have like. Uh, I guess we wouldn't have Lieutenant Rome anymore because potentially MacGyver's moved to a whole new city. I mean, it, it's from or where maybe, it's how, Yeah. Yeah. At, at least the actor who played Lieutenant Rome, Blue Mankuma, might have just been working in Vancouver at the time. Right. So it's hard to know. So uh, as Sergeant Rudley is trying to ask for help from like locals, they're, they're of course saying they didn't see anything. Right. And, uh, so MacGyver is forced like to step in and give a description of the vehicle and the person who is driving it. And this is where Rudley tells him that this is not an isolated incident, that this has happened a few times now, and no one ever wants to speak up because right. these people are basically under the thumb of, of this gang. Yeah. Uh, and we come to find out from Denise when MacGyver kind of basically says, why aren't you doing anything to get your niece back? Why aren't you trying to help the police catch her? And uh, but she is afraid of the group, and they're known as the Tonton Makut. Yeah. And uh, you know he says that she oh sorry she says 
that they're the ones who have her, and their leader is a former secret police before the like the the revolution in Haiti. Basically, I guess he got when the dictator got overthrown, he fled the country with a couple of his soldiers, and now they're just kind yeah. of trying to run whatever they whatever kind of scam they can to maintain a an element of power that they had. Yeah, and so they're they're using quote unquote black magic to mm-hmm. to confuse the people in the town. Yeah. So uh, Mama Lorraine, uh, you know, uh, MacGyver decides to take the voodoo doll to to her to see if she can maybe ID it or give her some give him some more information, and she's uh, giving uh, uh, like a treatment to a patient who's got headaches, and right. like applying like you know, you know doing her her little her little sh- little I'm gonna say a little act. I mean that's not that's the kind of condescending. I feel like I feel like it is an act though. Yeah. I feel like she's basically being one of the Rigels right now. Like she's like charging people for her nonsense healing and they're just kind of I mean, I guess there's a placebo effect to it that right. wasn't really gonna affect the woman and the visitors. Mm-hmm. Or the visitor, I guess, singular. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah. Uh, um, I when I looked up the uh the actor who was playing the patient, uh his name was oh, Raleigh D. Lewis. Yeah, and, and I was trying to find like something like that. He seemed like kind of like he was familiar, and um, I want to say that this was the guy who was in. Uh, I don't. I, I don't. Why didn't I make that note? Someone in this movie was in uh, Cool Runnings. I think it was this guy. Oh, it could have been him. I don't have a Cool Runnings credit for anybody else. Um, but what I thought was weird when I was looking up his credits, like uh, you know how like they often show like pictures of like cover boxes and stuff like that for certain titles that they've been in. Yeah, one of them but was it's called the MacGyver picture. Yeah. Yeah, and so one of them, one of the covers for the movies that he was in was called Angel of Death, and yeah. and we're like, it looks like Uma Thurman, uh, and so when I clicked on the picture, it was like, oh, it wasn't Uma Thurman, it was Zoe Bell. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And I was like, oh, well, there's a reason that Zoe Bell looks yep, like Uma that's Thurman. That's why she doubles for her so often. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So I was, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and of course, Mama Lorraine, uh, as we said, plays by Kimberly Scott who was one night on the abyss. Right. And this is um, her last episode, actually. This oh, really? Her third, yeah, third oh, wow. and last. I she thought was Mama Lorraine the... was involved a lot more. Yeah, for some reason, uh, they they burned out this character real quick and didn't come back to her, so. Mm. Well, Mama Lorraine, uh, you know, she knows about, like, the, the, the Tauntaun Makut, um, but she knows a person who could, who used to be connected to it. it it's kind of... It's kind of suspicious, like, she goes, oh, don't worry, I know someone who's involved and that can help you. It's like, well, I don't really want the help of someone who's involved. Yeah. I, I'd rather have someone who just is knowledgeable. Right. Um, but she takes him to Dr. Pierre Redmute- Red... Redemptor. Redemptor. Ugh, that's going to be a problem for me later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but most importantly... And this is our first zombie of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great if he was wearing a scarf the whole episode. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be terrible. <laughs> or, or at least a necktie. <laughs> a big red necktie. Yeah. Oh my uh, god, that'd be this horrifying. Is, uh, <laughs> this is Booker from the Challenge. Yeah. Um, back from the Dead, and affecting a pretty thick Haitian accent compared right. to his previous uh, installments on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, he tells them a little bit about uh, the uh, the old regime uh, of Haiti and that he knows Shireen, the girl who's kidnapped, because uh, he taught her in college. Because he's, right. he's 
the doctor I'm assuming is a a like a PhD of some kind. Right. Um, and uh, in this conversation, we get like one of the worst lines um, in and out of context from MacGyver, which is zombies, but they're myths, aren't they? <laughs> and then, and then Booker as this new character, uh, Redemptor says, I assure you such things are not only possible. There is medical proof. They actually exist. <laughs> it just sounds like Egon telling someone something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, yeah, he's mentioning that, uh, the there's a certain toxins that give the illusion of uh, zombification. Uh, right. I'll say. Um, and they also mentioned they start bringing up uh, Baron Samdi, who is uh, the guardian of the graveyard, and right. and, and I don't know if like this is like a Haitian god or just like like a like a Haitian character. Like, yeah, I think it is. Uh, but this is also the same ploy that uh, that Yafa Kodo, you know, was using in uh, Live and Let Die. Right, like but Yafa Kodo wasn't Samdi. No, 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 no. But but he was the guy tricking people into believing in Samdi. Correct. Yeah, yeah they, the same. It was the same ploy in Live and Let Die of we're going to use this mythology to keep people in line. Baron Samdi, by the way, was my favorite character to play as in Goldeneye. Yeah. Um. Until I realized that even shooting his hat would cause him damage to his health. Right, and right. it made him the tallest character, including Jaws. Yeah. Which was uh, frustrating. Yeah, and then like everyone wanted to play odd job because you couldn't auto-aim. Yeah, he was and bo- he would hide behind walls and stuff that yeah. everybody else couldn't hide behind. <laughs> Do you think Miss Cleo is based on Mama Lorraine? <laughs> that uh, character wasn't that long after this show. Yeah, that's true. Miss Cleo... Uh, and who who definitely was a character because that actress was in movies. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Like for like, any of our listener non local listeners, Miss Cleo was a was a psychic woman who would speak with like a Haitian or or a Jamaican accent. Yeah. And uh, she ran like a hotline, and they would run the number like really late at night. If like you want to hear about your future, you call Miss Cleo, and mm-hmm. she knows the answers in the stars. Yeah. But. Uh, I think she actually passed away last year. Oh, really? I, I, and then I, I, cue, I, like, thousands of jokes about how she should have seen it coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's weird because I, I, I don't watch late-night television anymore, so I don't know if those kind of commercials even exist because this is in the days of where, like, stations would actually go off the air, you know? Yeah, that's true. At, like, like 2 o'clock in the morning, it would just cut to, like, an infomercial or just a message for, like, four hours in yeah. the morning. Yeah, I mean, I, I still, I mean, I remember, like, those days. I mean, we're as old as we are, and we're not that old, but <laughs> but we were born in the days of not 24-hour television broadcasts. Yeah. Uh, so you saw a lot of weird stuff late at night. Matthew Lesko. Remember Matthew Lesko? <laughs> the name sounds familiar. He was the guy who, like, he wore, like, a Riddler outfit, like, it's full, covered in question okay, marks. Okay, and he had a giant book of all the government tricks. Yeah, he's like, the government wants money. to give you money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was like the Riddler, but with dollar signs instead of question marks. Yeah. And he was running around in like front of buildings with like pillar columns in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, back to, back, back to, to James Bond. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Shireen is brought to Colonel Devro, 
right. who is uh, played by Antonio Fargus, who right. is the original Huggy Bear. Yeah, he Starsky was Huggy Bear Hutch. on Starsky and Hutch, and he actually came back to play Huggy Bear in the the later Starsky and Hutch movie for a scene. Even yeah. though I think it was Snoop Dogg took over the character. Correct. But he was in. He got a cameo in there. Yeah, I think yeah. they tried to bring the whole cast back for cameos. And then he also did the voice of Huggy Bear on The Simpsons and on, I think, Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, I like it when they go back and get the original person to come to Right, the voice. right. Uh, but, of course, Shireen recognizes Devro, um, I'm assuming, from her days in Haiti. Yeah. Uh, and, and while he still feels like he's using his military title, uh, but now he's just trying to run a mob racket of protection for the local uh, community. Um, but Devro then uh, blows some powder in her face. Like he's got like right. a, like a little, uh, a tiny little like screw, screw bottle that just contains powder. And I guess he's not afraid of getting anything on himself or his friends because <laughs> yeah. he just full on just blows it in the air. Yeah. Um, and the two guys holding her, her like, Oh God, no, I'm turning into a zombie. <laughs> not the face. Uh, but luckily, it only affects her, and yeah. she passes out. Uh, or, but she still seems conscious. Like her eyes are still open, but she's no longer breathing. Yeah. So back at Mama Lorraine's, MacGyver is examining examining the voodoo doll, and he, I guess, inside the voodoo doll, there's oil and dirt. <laughs> because yeah, that, I think they just filled it with the dirt that was close to them. Yeah. When they were making it, and it just happened to contain trace amounts of. A specific oil that's used to lubricate um, generator the, turbines. The, the generator turbines of of like a power generator, and then they're like, "Oh, like the ones in the dam." And then yeah. he's like, "All right, let's go to the dam." And look, there they are, hiding in the dam. Yeah, just standing out here in the middle of the river, just like shouting and playing drums to draw attention to yeah. themselves. It, it literally, which... it literally looked like it was shot in the the Cayugas Creek like river basins near near where, where we live like we're yeah we're so many young filmmakers uh of our day would film things because it looked like the desert <laughs> <laughs> and uh as they're walking up lorraine's like oh, it's haitian drums that are playing right now yeah and it's like yeah i know i know it's haitian drums <laughs> we're I, in I little haiti <laughs> yeah uh so they see like a little ceremony going off with like only like a like a crowd of like five people yeah, but um, they have the, this coffin set up with, with Shireen inside mm-hmm. of it. Um, but they're basically like, it's basically part of the show of like, look, this woman's dead. And now if you come to this place later, we're going to show you yeah. her come back to life. They're doing the King Tut tour with her to show, look, we have a corpse. And later on, you're going to see it walking and talking like, yeah. like a living person. Uh, Mama Lorraine says that uh, the poison that's affecting Shireen can only be cured uh, with, a, is it, I think it was Datura root, or leaves. Right. Um, which I looked up, and it's a real thing, but it's actually very, very poisonous. Um, so don't take this if you feel like a zombie. Yeah, yeah. I don't, this doesn't seem to be like, I mean, it might have other uses, but it seemed like it was like really toxic. Yeah. Um, but maybe the only cure for poison is poison. <laughs> which we all know is French for fish. Right, yes. <laughs> Uh, okay. That's not a funny joke. Uh, (laughs) so Mama Lorraine, uh, and MacGyver want to move in, but, uh, of course, MacGyver's going to stand out, uh, because this is a racial thing. 
but later MacGyver will f- <laughs> will uh, blend in quite nicely, and I don't want to spoil that surprise. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Mama Lorraine is like fiddling with the tie of one of the guards outside. It's like, oh, your tie is crooked. Let me let me fix it for you for like ten minutes. Yeah, you can't meet somebody looking like this. It would be it would be an outrage. Yeah. So while she's like pretending to fix his tie, MacGyver just kind of just sneaks in. Um, he uh, finds barrels full of oil and uh, uh, basically like uh, Mama Lorraine just heads in like because she can just walk in freely. And that's where she meets Concasaur directly. And basically he wants her to get involved in what they're doing because yeah. she has such strong roots in the community that having her on board would, would be, give them some legitimacy yeah. and, and would turn over the people that are harder to convince because mm-hmm. they know that she's scrutinizing. And I don't know where they filmed this because they must have actually filmed it inside of uh, some kind of old dam because the, the tunnel that MacGyver's walking through is definitely like, like a spillway overflow tunnel because of the way they spiral the concrete. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I assume if they got the the rights to record on an actual gym that it w- couldn't be functioning and that they would probably have access to the full facility yeah um but um as a uh, as the crowd is like kind of like dancing and getting ready to like uh get a speech devro does this flashy kind of entrance with a uh, you know flash powder and yeah, yeah. he is in full like day of the dead kind of makeup like yeah like skull kind of painted and he over very closely resembles the the same like Jeffrey Holder's Baron Somdi makeup from Correct. from Live and Let Die, like top hat and everything. Yeah, um, we get a we get shots of just MacGyver kind of like making his way closer to the the party, but they completely reuse one of the shots uh, of MacGyver walking through the spillway tunnel. It's like they show it, they cut to the crowd, and then they cut back to the exact same shot of MacGyver walking through the tunnel playing over again yeah that's weird yeah like and there's another shot of him later on in the episode when they go back uh, that's different so it's like well if you already had a shot that was different why not show the first shot then show the different shot and then show the first shot again later if you're gonna repeat a shot spread them out yeah exactly (laughs) don't use the exact same shot like because i was like like, did he just walk back and then walk forward again or what's happening but it's funny when when Mama Lorraine first walks in and she sees this giant like straw caricature and she's walking around and going MacGyver, MacGyver. I really wanted that thing to start moving like yeah. he was inside of it, but he just comes from the side of the screen like hey and oh, freaks her out. I was over here. The thing you thought no, I was over here. Yeah, not not me, not me. Uh, so uh, as uh, they reveal Shireen to the crowd. And they say that the that she's going to come back to life as Baron Samdi's servant, uh, and so Samdi disappears again and lets the crowd kind of get on with the party. Um, but as MacGyver, of course, tries to sneak around the stage to get to Shireen, he's immediately caught. Like, as, right. and so is Mama Lorraine. They're all the, like they try to get there to like to try to give her the cure, and yeah, he finds the body and mm. they talk to her for a second. Yeah. Um, and we see right. like a POV shot from her that yeah. of like it was just like a blurry MacGyver. Yeah. First, first thing he does though when he walks up to her, you've seen all of uh, Stranger Things, right? I have now. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, this this may or may not be a spoiler. I don't know. But when he first sneaks up to her, the first thing he does is pull out his Swiss Army knife. And I was like, oh, God, what is he going to do to this body? (laughs) (laughs) But he was just using it to check for breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he puts it under her nostrils. And Uh, then when he thinks she's... 100% 100% dead because he's unable to determine any signs of life. But then when they start talking to her, they see a tear come out of her eye. And so right. they're like, oh, she's still around. And then she tries to talk, but she can only mumble through her closed mouth. Yeah. And then they're like, stop talking. We're going to get you out of here. We're going to get you fixed up. And then immediately they're beset upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're basically given an ultimatum. Uh, well, Mama Lorraine's given an ultimatum because they blow the evil powder into Mac's face. Yeah. And basically it's like, Mama, you're gonna join us and we'll give him the cure and let him live, but you gotta you gotta basically give your blessings on the uh on the show and be in yeah. the You gotta be in the show, you're gonna be a star. Yeah. Um the uh poison of course works very, very fast. It's working much faster it's not working as fast as it worked on Shireen. Yeah. Because uh, I guess because Mama Lorraine is telling him don't fight it and don't don't move around too much because that'll make it. Yeah. That'll make it worse. Yeah, it'll pump it through your bloodstream faster. So she agrees to help them with the show, and but before she says goodbye to MacGyver, she slips him a bag full of the leaves that he needs for the antidote. Right. Um, that'll at least help him for a short time until he can get some more. Yeah. So uh, they put MacGyver in a like makeshift one of those like oh because they like Kill Bill cat kind of casket where it's just a bunch of. Like a, it's like they disassembled a wooden pallet, and yeah. this, and just nailed things together until it was a box. Yeah. Um, th- this was like a really risky move, or not risky move, but like lucky move for MacGyver in the sense that so he eats the leaves and he's able to kind of get like a little bit of muscle control back. Yeah. But the van that they're driving in is driving down a very windy road. Yeah. And so the coffin keeps sliding back and forth in the van. Yeah. But so luckily MacGyver's able to use this to his advantage because he's able to grab a piece of rope and then like tie a knot around it so that the shifting of the of the coffin in the van would cause it to would cause it to tear it apart right. instead of yeah. But like he didn't know that they were going to keep turning. Like you know, like especially here in California like where you're if you're on a freeway you're pretty much just going straight for hours. Yeah. Um he was very lucky that they were just driving down some old road where there was lots of turns. And it's also lucky that they made such a crappy coffin because if they'd have just made a good coffin, all it would have done is succeeded in preventing the thing from sliding back and forth in the truck bed. Yeah. Uh, so he gets out of the coffin and starts banging on the uh, the wall of the truck. So the two drivers are... The, and all the, um, the, the soldiers like that aren't like Concasor or Devereaux Look like they're yeah. out of some kind of MC Hammer music video, because <laughs> they're just like bl- black black T-shirts, but like black leather pants and thick sunglasses and maybe some yeah. earrings. Yeah. Um, and they say nothing. Like they never say anything. They just yeah. And they always hold their gun in like an action pose, like but never actually pointing it at a person. Yeah, <laughs> like they or- should have been doing here. So MacGyver like bangs on the wall and as soon as they, so they come around to the back of the truck to, to see what's going on and MacGyver holds this shovel uh, like horizontally again, yeah. assuming that they would be standing perfectly next to each other when they yeah. open. The... And that there's two of them. Yeah. There could have been five of them or just one guy. <laughs> uh, but 
So as soon as yeah. they open the door, he just clotheslines them. Yeah, just basically jumps out and pounds them in the both in the face with the shovel. And then both of them try and get like a second shot on him, but he's able to wind up and knock both of them out completely. Right. Um, which makes him look pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh, then he just gets back in the car and drives off and leaves their bodies in the middle of a road where they were, I'm sure, run over later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so MacGyver steals their van. As you said, he steals their van. Um, uh, and he just heads right back to Mama Lorraine's place. Yeah. And uh, pulls a home alone when he tries to pull into the driveway. Just, yeah. like, smashes through, like, the garbage cans and... Uh, <laughs> uh, Knocks the little statue over. Yeah. Luckily, uh, Mama Lorraine keeps a Datura plant in her office. And so MacGyver kind of like Morton pestles a couple of leaves and, and just eats it. Um, but at this exact moment, Dr. Redmond Tour arrives. And, yeah. And, and MacGyver's like, at first, like, it's like, oh, you know, Dr. Redmond Tour, it's good to see you. Uh, glad you're here. And he's like, yeah, I'm glad I'm here too. Pulls out a gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how convenient the for you. better to kill you with. For, for which to kill you. <laughs> uh, so, of course, Dr. Redmature is... It's hard to say whether or not he's he's part of the original group or... Because Mama Lorraine even said earlier that this guy is connected to the Tauntaun Makut. Yeah. So I don't really understand how they knew that they could trust him. Yeah. Because I was immediately like, again, you can't trust this guy if, if he's part of it. Um, and if you if you can trust him, then he shouldn't have been giving, like, if 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 he's a part of the bad guys, then he should never have been like, okay, so MacGyver, here's what you need to do, and here's how you need to save this girl. Yeah. He should have just been like, yeah, there's no way to save her. Um, the chemical is usually effective within 24 hours, and there's no way to reverse it. So, right. So don't bother. Mm-hmm. But instead, he reveals the exact type of toxin that it is. It's a yeah. tetra tetrodotoxin poison, right. which is the same poison uh, from blowfish, which right. MacGyver a, remembers. Oh, you have tons of blowfish in your office. Yeah. Uh, now you're definitely involved. If I wasn't sure about the gun, but now I'm for sure sure you are involved. It's the same toxin that Homer was going to die from. Yeah. Because it's a paralyzing toxin that eventually freezes all of your organs and causes your body to fail. Yeah. Um, so, again, making the James Bond reference, like, the, just like that the villain keeps, like, a deadly pet, you know, and yeah. has a scientist yeah. who's extracting the chemicals for his own use. Um, so, when... Uh, Maybe that's why poisson means fish. Oh. Uh, no, I don't think that's why. And that's why... French for poison is fish. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is weird. It doesn't even sound like a very French word. <laughs> uh, so Redmond Tour is about to call call it in, and just to, I guess to find out for sure if he should kill MacGyver or or not. I don't know. Um, uh, maybe the implication of MacGyver being alive means is that there's other trouble. Uh, right. But yeah, instead of killing MacGyver right away, he call he makes a phone call. And so MacGyver grabs some of the uh, Mama Lorraine's flash powder that's sitting on the table and uh, is able to distract uh, him enough to give him the old one-punch knockout. Yeah. Uh, So once again, Booker, out of the picture. Uh, 
So this Conquer Sewer checks on Mama Lorraine, like as she's preparing for the ceremony. Mama Which Lo- right now she's locked in the in a chamber. Yeah. Like the last time they got split up, he said, Take her to my chamber. <laughs> it's like, your chamber? Like what kind of creepy fantasy villain are you that you have a chamber? <laughs> well, I guess like like people say like, Oh, I'll be in my chambers, like 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 a place. Yeah, where but you- that seems like you you either are like a priest or you're like yeah yeah uh, uh you have tenure at some university if you're going to be in your chambers or yeah. you're a judge it doesn't it doesn't sound like something that just a random guy would have in his unauthorized like squatter home yeah in in, in the bottom of a dam with dirt floors yeah. <laughs> your chamber kind of sucks <laughs> um yeah so she's getting ready she's like putting on all kinds of uh like makeup and um She's, I like this scene because she basically scares the hell out of Concasaur, like like with her like talk of like, look, you shouldn't be in here while I'm preparing because even just being in this room with me is dangerous while I'm getting ready yeah. for this. Yeah, and and he's like 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 adjusting his like shirt collar like really, I uh okay well just make sure the show's good I gotta go. Yeah, and then he's like, you can see he's holding his breath as he walks out because yeah. he doesn't want to like inhale any bad juju. Uh, so uh, once again, MacGyver is forced to sneak in. Uh, uh, this time, like he he drops the voodoo doll in front of the guard. So as he kind of like walks up to it, MacGyver does this drop down swing, double foot kick in the face. Yeah, which. Ugh, that's worse than the one punch knockout to me. <laughs> this what? is like permanent damage doing. Yeah, it's just like like being kicked by a horse almost. I mean, you're just both feet swinging down and then a kicking motion in the head. Uh, <laughs> it's like it would like disconnect your spine from the rest from your from your head. I mean, it, it's such a <laughs> crazy force. That always reminds me of that Romeo Must Die footage. You ever see that movie Romeo I, Must Die? I have not. Jet- I know it was Jet Lee, Jet Lee right, yeah. and I think Aaliyah was the Juliet of the story, but it was like these two different gangs um, that were like rival gangs, so this guy and this girl shouldn't have fallen in love. But every time Jet Lee goes to beat people up, it keeps zooming into x-rays of their skeletons so that oh. you can see what he's doing to people. And there's just, <laughs> it's really cool footage, yeah. but it's it's worth checking out. Yeah. That's awesome. I, th- I think they do stuff like that in the, like the new Mortal Kombat uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. When you punch I think I've seen that in gifs of like fatalities. Yeah, don't say gifs. Uh, <laughs> They're calling gifs, buddy. You gotta get with the times. No. <laughs> so, uh, Mama Lorraine starts her her show, and of course, everyone's excited to see her. Uh, as MacGyver MacGyver kind of makes his way in, he. Uh, he starts setting up some of these barrels in like a Donkey Kong style, uh, where he's got them all like rolled, lined up, ready to roll down this hill. Yeah. Um, at first, I thought like he starts taking apart this fuse box, and I'm, is he gonna like wire something electrically? But he's yeah. just using it for rope. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he just he just he has all these barrels leaning on a brick that he's got tied to a wire. So all he has to do is pull this rope to let loose all these barrels. Uh, Mama Lorraine puts some of the uh, Datura leaf in Shireen's mouth, and so she starts to come out of it. And yeah. uh, so uh, uh, MacGyver is kind of like trying to make his way closer as Mama Lorraine is 
once again helping kind of helping her get the poison out of her system by keeping her moving. Yeah. And MacGyver is now underneath the stage, so he can hear Mama Lorraine doing her stuff. And uh, he also gets to the point where he can see where down into uh, Devereaux slash Somdi's chamber. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, there's like a trap door and like the remote to trigger the flash powder. And as he's about to sneak down, uh, Devereaux kind of comes in. And so he's like waiting for Devro to make his way up. And uh, so MacGyver's like already snuck down into the room behind, like nearby the ladder. And as soon as Devro starts climbing up, MacGyver grabs the ladder and then just pulls it and just hits Devro in the head with the backside of the wall of the chamber. And then he just slides the whole way down the ladder, yeah. which actually looks like kind of a dangerous stunt. Yeah, if you catch like a, your chin on it, you just like doof, 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 yeah, the whole way got, down. He's got like a lit cigar in his mouth. Um, yeah, and that looks really awesome, actually, because when he pulls him backwards, he knocks him out. And then when he throws him forward again, it smashes the cigar against the wall and just explodes in sparks all over the place. But uh, yeah, then he slides down the ladder in front of MacGyver. And, yeah. So... Uh, uh, Concussor is waiting for Devereaux to make his appearance and realizing that it's taking a little bit too long. Uh, so, but then luckily, Baron Somdi does appear. Yeah. And I don't quite know if this is racist. Well, it's it's hard to say because it's not like he's in brown face. Yeah. It's like he's, I think it's a layer of black with a white skull on top of it. Right. So it's really just like a skeleton mask. Right. But essentially it looks like he's wearing blackface. Yeah. Underneath this this skeleton makeup. Right. Cuz he's trying to trick them into thinking that he's Devereaux. Right. And Concasor, But he doesn't change his voice at all yeah. to play Devereaux like when he first comes out. He eventually he starts putting on an accent, but yeah. before that he's just talking in MacGyver's voice like, "Hey everybody, it's me, Baron Samdi. Yeah. Concasor uh, takes way too long, too, to figure it out. He's yeah. like, I don't know if that's the general, so I'm going to let him talk for a little while. Yeah, I'm going to listen to what this guy has to say. Um, and and then, what he has to say is, like, so this is a scam, and yeah. you should all leave. You should all leave immediately. Do not listen to these people. <laughs> They've been abusing this. And he's like, and that's when Concursor goes, I don't think that that's the colonel. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a change of plans. Uh, so uh, D- uh, MacGyver, again, triggers the flash powder. Yeah. And uh, uh, he, Mama Lorraine, and Shireen make a run for it. Um, they open fire, of course, and that's when MacGyver lets loose his, uh, his barrel trap. And it's like a lot of barrels. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be like four barrels, but it ends up being like enough barrels to literally bury them in barrels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a really funny moment where like, like they're just like, you just see like these bodies like trying to climb out of barrels. And one of them, I think just goes my spine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and MacGyver mama and Shireen just get away and everyone's left alive. But, that's why we cut to commercial. Yeah. It's like, oh, are they? is there going to be more of them getting away? Nope, nope. All that matters is that they got Shireen out of that. Building. Yeah. That's the end of the real story. Because we immediately come back to Mama Lorraine's place, and MacGyver is 
out of the hospital. Like yeah. he, he, he had gotten treatment for the remaining poison in his system. Um, Shere- and I'm sure Shireen did also. Yeah, yeah. And they say that Shireen is going to testify against Devereaux and his men. I was right. like, okay, um, but like, is that going to work? Because it seems like they had a system in place where even if you testified, you're going to end up dead. Yeah. Uh, She's going to have to go into witness protection after this. Yeah, exactly. Which is why we don't see Shireen again. Yeah. Or Mama Lorraine. Yeah. Um, Mama Lorraine. Yeah, all these people had to go. She had to testify too, and then she disappeared. Yeah. Uh, Mama Lorraine informs MacGyver that because of uh, of the all the his luck, he owes the spirits a goat. But right. not to he, she told them not to worry because MacGyver is a vegetarian. Right. And I and I, and I thought that was strange. So is that a thing now? Because Murdoch also said MacGyver is a vegetarian, and I don't remember them ever outright saying MacGyver is a vegetarian. Well, I think um, it's kind of like the uh, the alcohol thing, where like early on they had him eat meat, but then they decided. At some point along the line, like, well, you know, we haven't seen a lot of him doing this. Let's say that he never does that. Yeah. And it falls into line with the environmental aspect of his character that he yeah. would be like. Well, and things like why he's got, like, the whipped bean curd. Yeah. Uh, I think even that was, was post-vegetarian decision. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, yeah, because I try to think back to scenes where he's eating, and there's not many. Um, the only one I can think of where he has a sandwich is the um the train uh mm. what was it called uh uh slow death slow death there you go where he uh he orders a a meat sandwich at the right at right the yeah yeah car yeah cuz i was um, thinking of in um out in the cold where he, he's eating he, he gets chinese food with pete right but, but even have, then i think he's only eating like rice and like he he has an egg roll but a lot of egg rolls are just cabbage. Uh, yeah, so it's possible that that was a vegetarian meal yeah. too. But I think it's it's I think it's interesting that they're they're bringing it up now. It, it, and he was trying to get Pete to eat tofu before they broke down and got Chinese food. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So I, I thought it was interesting that they made it a thing now, like officially, so yeah, late, yeah. so late in the series. Yeah. That you are definitively a vegetarian, and that's all you eat. Yeah. Um. And uh, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, that's the button on the episode. Even though it's kind of, uh, kind of like, yeah, MacGyver me... just says he has a lot to learn about Mama Lorraine's religion. Yeah, still. and I feel like there's a lot that needs to be covered, but like, I'll, there's a, but that can be said about a lot of episodes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's like, wait, there's still there's still so much to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I often wonder about like the situation where like people are in these, I don't want to say a cult, but where people are lured in by this obvious scam. I mean, you know, we had like the episode with the Rigels, but that was yeah. just like one family. But when you have like a whole group a of whole people, community, yeah. yeah. And now they go, Oh wait, that was all a scam. It wasn't real. Well, I kind of feel like a total idiot. Yeah. Um, but I often, probably less likely to fall for it again though. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, you'd hope. Uh, it's one of those, I mean, it might just be a, like a cultural thing. And again, like you know, live and let die, playing up on the uh, the whole uh, uh, Haitian the Creole yeah. kind of uh, as a bayou, like kind of like I, I I always associate like that kind of like Day of the Dead stuff more with like uh, 
like I said, live and let die with the Louisiana and like down in the South. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I know that's, that's not the case. That's not where it's from. It all comes from like these like French speaking, uh, Caribbean nations. But, yeah. uh, but that's where it, it, uh, makes land in America. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I that, mean, that all comes through New Orleans. Right. Because that was all, that was all French territory. So it's like, you yeah. had this intermingling of the different French territories of the new world. And so you had all this different cultural uh, sharing that was going on. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think the title of this episode, The Walking Dead, is a little misleading. I thought, I seem to recall there being... She doesn't a, actually walk. <laughs> yeah, I seem to recall there being an actual zombie episode. But you know what I think? I think I'm actually 100% confusing this with Live and Let Die. Yeah. I, so I think because of the ceremonies in Baron Somdi, I think I blurred until I until I rewatched this episode, I had blurred the two in my mind as one. You're like, where's the scene where MacGyver runs across the alligator bridge? Yeah, I thought Baron Somdi gets shot in the face and then breaks into porcelain. <laughs> uh, but uh, that doesn't. It's happen. funny to see the elevation of like the dangers over the course of the show, which is like. Season one, like the most ridiculous thing was killer ants, yeah. which is a real thing at least. And then season three, you had like Bigfoot. Since then, season six, they have aliens, and now in season seven, they're like zombies. Zombies. We're take it to the next level. Vo- voodoo zombies. I have no idea what they would have done for season eight if they'd have gotten there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because we've even had like afterlife stuff where he's talking to yeah Anubis. ghosts and things like that. Um. So it's it's. I think that's that's when you know the show is running, run the the wells run dry. Well, they knew before they started the seventh season, according to a comment that uh, Mark Hagen had posted on, um, I think it was on Hindsight's post, but um, he mentioned that they basically knew when they were shooting that episode because we we guessed that they shot it in a day. Yeah. But Michael Priest, the director, same director as this episode, said they shot it in two days. Mm. And uh, that basically they had already had their season seven order. They were just basically waiting to find out if it was going to be a 13 or a 17 episode order. Yeah. Um, So they already knew they were coming back to LA to shoot the next season and that it was going to be the last season. They Mm. knew that much. So, um, and then it ended up just being a 13 episode order because these first few episodes did very poorly in the ratings. Yeah. So. I mean, and it's not like, I don't want to say I can see why, I don't want to be like, yeah. you know, like, because they, they're certainly not the best MacGyver. They're not, they're not the worst. I yeah. mean, we all remember birthday. <laughs> yep. I don't even think that's the worst, but, <laughs> I, but yeah. I they, rank it that, up there with, with some of the worst. It's It's been a rocky start. I'm sure once we finish this whole series, we'll go over our full episode lists yeah, yeah, in yeah. order of best to worst. But um, there was another line earlier when... Uh, when Mama Lorraine is trying to explain the dangers of of uh, Baron Samdi, mm-hmm. she says that that her religion isn't a, isn't a gimmick, and that she serves the good and the bad, but that he this guy just serves the bad, right? And that's that's why he's taking the religion and going the wrong way with it. And I wanted MacGyver to be like, can't you can you just serve the good? Yeah. <laughs> why do you <laughs> why do you have to serve the good and the bad? I don't understand. Well, yeah, I guess like yeah, she's just equal opportunity. Like, like yeah. Like, you know, or maybe if you want, if you want to do bad stuff, like, I'll do bad yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe the serving the bad is the 
ripping people off for yeah <laughs> for a profit. Well, that's why it was so weird that she was so opposed to being in the ceremony. It's like yeah, yeah. If if you do serve the bad, then this should be right up your alley. Yeah, just uh, do enough good to cancel this out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's about it for this one. Uh huh. Um. If you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share with us on this episode, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website, PhoenixFoundationPodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 7, Episode 7, Good Night MacGyver Part 1. Yes. Going to medieval times, everybody. <laughs> From zombies Just- to medieval times. That's the quickest turnaround of two back-to-back insane episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, enjoy that, and thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.